Y'all pray for my sister Ellen here. What? <laughs> Y'all, she cannot get a break. I told her that somewhere in America, maybe in another country. Yeah, somewhere in the Scandinavian countries. There is a voodoo doll <laughs> with your likeness, two strands of hair on that doll's head and a pin right through the eyes. Because you truly... <laughs> Cannot get a break. Not lately. You are like the Egyptians with the plagues, and they're like, locusts? We just had fire. (laughs) It rained fire yesterday, and today it's locusts? Thank God she's got a good rack. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Joseph! Hello, Yella Marie Marsh. I don't believe in God, but I am praying for you. Yeah, I mean, I've... I've tapped out. You know what I mean? I can I can I can no longer be this invested in what seems to be like a downward spiral. But you know, I've been meaning to tell you the same thing. Yeah. I can no longer invest in your spiral. Yeah, but we're here. Joseph and I are here despite everything that's happening. I'm buffering. I'm trying to catch up. I'm like a fucking YouTube video from 2006 desperately trying to find my way. Welcome to Obsessive Disappeared, the podcast. I'm not sure what we do here anymore. Yeah. The podcast where Joey and I recap our favorite ID show episode by episode, and that is, of course, Disappeared. It is. And turns out, people disappear all the time. Turns out, I decided to make a career out of it because there's just a lot of people. And it's never not upsetting. I know. It really. Every time. You really should have rethunk this whole podcasting <laughs> career. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, it's comedy and it's fun and it's dark. Let sometimes. me tell you, I'm going to, if I ever come into millions, I'm going to gift people with security cameras. Please put cameras everywhere. And I am now, after being on this podcast for what, seven months now? I'm going to get me a ring. Not a ring. What do you call it? Nest? Ring? A ring camera? Simply say, I don't know. One of those. A camera. (laughs) I'm going to get a camera on my front door. Also, why did those Google glasses never catch on? Where there's a camera, those never really caught on. It was like the laser discs. No, no. I did see them at Best Buy the other day. Oh, we should get a pair. Anyway, if you want more of whatever goes on here, please join us on the Patreon. That is where all our ad-free episodes are. All of our bonus episodes. We are in the middle of I Almost Got Away With It, but there are so many episodes there without the ads. If you don't like them, ready for you to download and binge. You also get all kinds of other goodies like our close friends on Instagram. Sometimes Joey and I go on there and tell secrets. You can find us there by going to our website and clicking the Patreon link. We call it the Drama Club because it's just a little more dramatic than you could imagine. Yeah, and if you're like Misty456 and still believe that we're too similar... And you miss that other woman. That other woman is memorialized in yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> you can go find her anytime you want. I just said memorialized. memorialized. And I meant to say immortalized. I, just, I kept going. I don't have the time. I don't have the bandwidth. You have a voodoo doll <laughs> with a pin in its head up against you. English is challenging me. Yeah, well, let's get to the episode. Let's see how we do with this. Season 9, Episode 6, The Vanishing Hour, tells the story of the disappearance of Tierra Williams. A college-bound dynamo is on the verge of adulthood. She had a game plan. Tierra was ready to bust the world wide open. When she vanishes, after a series of mysterious texts... I said, Travis who? We don't know a Travis. How does someone just disappear... By poof. Numerous sightings only deepen the mystery. They said that they had seen a group of girls sitting at a table, and one of the girls appeared to be Tierra. I'm wanting to know right then and there, is it her? Leading to a cross-country search for the truth. So it's Thursday, January 7th, 2016, and it's... 7.30 in the morning. Who can function? On a Thursday morning. Christopher always being oddly specific when we never really ask. Honestly, but like who can think that you can't count on God that early in the morning? No. Satan is busy. Yeah. <laughs> We're just not morning people. No, but you there Satanists out there. There are people that if we don't post the episode sometimes by six, they're like, is something wrong with the podcast? <laughs> I'm like, why are you awake? <laughs> I know. Tierra is headed to Guilford Technical College to complete her enrollment paperwork. She plans to major in early childhood development. Working with children is a dream she has held on to since she was young. 
Well, we hear about 19-year-old Tiara Williams, who is headed to Guilford Technical College to complete her enrollment paperwork. Yeah, her mom, Danielle, is here. Now, they live in Greensboro, North Carolina. And Mama Danielle tells us that Tiara wanted to study early childhood development. It was a dream she always had, much like you. (laughs) You being me? Yeah. Why do you hate kids? I don't hate kids. Right. I'm just saying that if you had a baby and a phone and you dropped both at the same time, I'm not confident you would go for that baby first. That's all I'm saying. I feel like you would make a greater effort to save your phone. That's not true. I have insurance on my phone. I can replace that. Uh And also, babies bounce. But the thing is... (laughs) The thing is you like silence and money. I don't like nothing that depends on me too much. Yeah. Okay? That's why you have Children... They don't depend on me too much. I can't still need anybody. No, I feed them and that's it. They go and they wipe their own asses. Yeah. You know what I mean? With their tongue <laughs> that they then lick you with. She wanted to work with mainly small children and children with disabilities. She felt like they needed as much love as they could and she felt like she could give it to them. Also, Grandma Vanessa is here, and she said she would love to work with special needs kids beyond that. Tiara seems like a real special kind of gal. She does. And you know what? It takes a great amount of patience. It takes a very specific temperament for that. And we need people like that. Oh, anybody who works under the umbrella of anybody with special needs has my all of my admiration and respect. Yeah. Truly, it does take a very, very special kind of person. Tiara was born on June 18th, 1996. Three years later, I had her brother, Cannon. Tierra's father and I were together about seven to eight years. Over time, we went on our separate raids. At that point, I I became a single mom. Growing up, Tierra often played the role of caretaker to her younger brother. Tierra always had a motherly spirit over him. So we get a little backstory on Tierra and her family. Tierra was born in 1996. You know what I'm going to say. Great year for music. Great year for music. (laughs) truly a dumb bitch. You said that with me. (laughs) And three years later, her little brother Cannon was born, which is a great name. Oh, yeah. That is a great name. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And after seven or eight years, Mama Danielle and the father of her children, they split up and she became a single mother. Yep. And we learned that Tiara loved being a big sister. She was really, really overprotective of her brothers. I feel like you're slightly overprotective of your sister. I am. I always was. Yeah. I think that dynamic is precious. I, is. I just love anybody. Like, I mean, she was very overprotective. That The older sibling dynamic is very cute. Yeah. It's like, I can fuck with them, but yeah. you can't fuck with Absolutely them. Absolutely not. That's also why I tell people, like, when you start dating somebody, and if they're like, oh, my God, my mom is such an asshole, they can call their mama asshole. But don't you get involved because the minute you do you are single again (laughs) also do you think of me as your big brother or your little brother oh interesting do you know i think of you as my big brother but only because like size you're just bigger than me so i think of you as like a big brother but i yeah that's a good question i don't think of you as a big sister or little sister i just think of you as the sister we're (laughs) twins Actually, that seems right. <laughs> like, how did you put those both of those mouths in there? Yeah, those she are... been bugging. We've been bugging each other since the day we were born, five hundred years ago. I love twins. I really do love twins. Oh, twin, twin, oh, twin. twin. <laughs> um, anyway, I'll never not think of that when you say twin. In high school, Tierra had a thriving social life in class and online. Danielle kept tabs on her daughter by closely monitoring her activity on Facebook. Tierra also had a lot of friends. Yeah, she did. She was really well-liked, and she had a lot of online friends. And Mama Danielle says she monitored it a little bit. Like, she said that she had to have access to her page. Yeah. Which I fully agree with, even though Tierra was 19. Yeah. Well, also, just make sure that you don't accidentally give your child uh, access to your page. Or your laptop, or your messages. We know how that ended out. (laughs) That was was a fair bit ago. If you've been listening to this podcast, you remember when my daughter broke into my iMessages. But guess what? You you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Now you want to see what your mom says? There you go. It's right there. (laughs) I'll never forget that phone call. Oh, God. Anyway, (laughs) but you know what? Let me tell you. If I was a dad, I would do the same thing. Oh, yeah. The internet 
is a scary fucking place. Our parents didn't have to worry about that shit. It's a whole next level of monitoring that this generation will never understand. Oh, yeah. If you if I give you a cell phone, I'm going to have your location at all times. Yeah. If you have any kind of social media account, I will have access to it. So if you're dressed up like a cheerleader showing your thigh, I will know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. But that's something I had to explain to Lola was... I'm not worried about you and your behavior. Yeah. I I know how you act. I'm worried about every other fucking crazy person out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Although Tierra and her mother have always been close, by her senior year, the 17-year-old longed for more independence. Me and Tierra's relationship was um, bittersweet. <laughs> One moment, um, she could be all up under me, you know, loving me. The next minute, I just get on my nerves and I just don't know anything. <laughs> Now, Mama Danielle says that their relationship was bittersweet because she says, you know, one moment she was the center of her world and the next moment she hated her. Now, this resonated with me because my Lola has instantly, and I'm talking within the last couple weeks, turned into a teenager. So being the mom of a current teenager, I would like to go back in time, cue Huey Lewis, to the time when I was 13 years old. Yeah. And I would like to go back to 13-year-old Ellen and smack her in the mouth and say, be a little nicer to your mom. Same. Because... Not to you, but to me. Yeah, because everybody's just trying their goddamn best, you know? Being a mom of a teenager is just like one long rotation of hearing like, there's nothing to eat, and also an eye roll and then like you know followed up by being explained to what an asshole you are didn't she tell you the other day she hated you for the first time yeah you need to put her on the phone with me when she does that Uh, again yeah anyway is this show about me (laughs) (laughs) also I understand because you know teenagers are unpredictable my cat is almost a teenager yeah but uh, Mama uh, Danielle (laughs) was just saying you know they had their ups and their downs and I think every parent of a teenager right now is nodding their head yeah so before Tiara graduated high school, she moved out of her mom's house and in with Grandma Vanessa. I fucking love Grandma Vanessa. Love her. Grandma Vanessa is like, yeah, she moved in with me because the realistically, she preferred my cooking over I, her mama's. I love how <laughs> Grandma Vanessa was like, I'm going to take this moment to shade Danielle and just like, you know, like she's like, she, I'm a better cook. <laughs> what are we talking about here, Grandma Vanessa? Yeah. It was very cute. In December 2015, after more than a year off from school, Tierra announced that she was ready to take the next step in her life by starting college just after the Christmas holiday. I was really excited for Tierra to get started in life. She had deactivated her Facebook account as a young woman. She would have personal responsibilities as well as financial responsibilities. I just felt like Tierra was ready. So in December of 2015, after taking a gap year, Tierra decided she was ready to start college right after Christmas. Yep. And Mama Danielle says, I was so excited for her. She was ready to start the new chapter of her life. Also, take a gap year. So at 8 a.m. on January 7th, 2016, Tierra arrives at her college to finalize her enrollment, signs up for all of her classes. She gets her student ID. It's a great day for her. She's very excited. Very excited. So that night about 6 p.m., Tierra went to her mom's. Her brother was there, as was her boyfriend, Aaron Taylor, who's 23 years old and also a neighbor. Uh, Dating a neighbor. I don't know. Don't shit where you eat. Don't shit where you eat. Don't, I mean, you can't sleep with people that live in the vicinity of you, and you can't sleep with people you work with. Uh, Luckily, I'm not attracted to anyone here. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. But all to say, she was excited. She was proud. She went home. It was one of the days where she liked Mama Danielle. And Mama Danielle, <laughs> you know, because you, you never know. Mama Danielle was, like, excited for her. They were going to go shopping for textbooks and school supplies. And she was like, we're going to do all that after you take down that Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah, that was the deal they made. She's like, you want that Christmas tree up? You're going to have to put it up, but you're also going to have to take it down. Yeah. So she did. And that night, Tierra was happy to do it. She was riding high. And so around 8 p.m., Tierra, Brother Cannon, and boyfriend Aaron head to Grandma Vanessa's house for dinner. The better dinner. The, Don't better, the better dinner. The better Don't dinner. Don't forget she's a better cook. Yeah. And after dinner, the three of them sit down to watch some TV. Right. And they're sitting watching basketball. And then Tierra was like just texting. And around 830, she's like, oh, I'm going to go see my friend Travis. I was like, can we change that name? But (laughs) I didn't even think of that. God, I can't. Anyway. So the boyfriend was like, he didn't say anything because she was going to be back in an hour. Put a pin in that. Tierra went out the apartment. Cannon and Aaron went out of the apartment. And that was the last time that I saw Tierra. 
After Tierra leaves, Aaron and Cannon play video games at Aaron's place nearby in the complex and wait for her to return. So after Tierra leaves, Brother Cannon and Aaron go to Aaron's place to play video games. Aaron lives in, in a complex nearby, and the plan is to hang there to wait for Tierra to get back. But at 9.30 that night, Tierra hasn't come back. Right. He was like, okay, hour's up. So Aaron starts texting her a bunch. He's like, okay, weird. So he heads back to Grandma Vanessa's to wait for her, keeps texting her, and Grandma Vanessa's like, you want leftovers? You never remember what a good cook I am? And so he, like, falls asleep. 7 a.m., he wakes up. No Tierra. Yeah. And he also has an appointment. So he leaves, comes back around 10 a.m. to Grandma Vanessa's place, wakes her up, and is like, hey, have you heard from Tierra? And Grandma Vanessa was very confused and was like, what do you mean have I heard from her? And Aaron tells her she didn't come home last night. Yeah. So Grandma Vanessa was like, wait a minute. So she starts calling her phone, calling Tierra on her phone. No answer. She calls Mama Danielle. And Mama Danielle was like, wait, Aaron, start back from the beginning and tell me what happened. And he's like, I mean, I've done everything. I texted. I called. She hasn't responded. And Grandma Vanessa was like, her purse is here. Her ID is here. It does appear like she just popped out for a minute and was going to come straight back. Yeah. And also her phone was going straight to voicemail. And Mama Danielle is like, let me tell you something about my daughter. Yeah. She had that phone glued to her ear. Same. And uh, I feel like we just went through this with the Sage Smith story. Yeah. It's like you just know, like, you know that about, we know that about each other. I, I know if you don't answer me right away, you're in the shower, yeah. you're doing something like you're, you're sleeping. Yeah. You're having sex in a Jeep. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I never let yeah. my phone die. Yeah. And she kept her charger with her everywhere. Well, also her phone charger was in her room. Right. Mama Danielle sort of does this thing where I imagine a lot of the people that we cover yeah. do where it's like you're scared and nervous, but also you don't want to like let your imagination and your emotions go away. So you kind of try and rationalize. Obviously, there is some reason. I would do the same thing. I would get nervous and be like, no, 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 no. Calm down. There is a logical explanation. Let me tell you something. Since I joined this podcast, mm -hmm. that ship done sailed. <laughs> The, if you don't text me back in two minutes, I'm blowing up your phone. How many times now do it if I text you and you don't respond, I just call? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what y'all have done to me. <laughs> so now it's 8.30 the next night. It's been 14 hours. So Mama Danielle sits down with boyfriend Aaron and was like, start from the beginning. Tell me every little thing, even if you think it's a dumb detail, tell me. And so he gets to the part about meeting this old friend, Travis, and Mama Danielle was like, I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah. Travis who? Yeah. And he was like, I don't know. Now, this is the part that I wanted to go back to. One thing about Aaron's account doesn't sit right with Danielle. I thought it was odd that she was going to go visit another male friend, and he was not concerned about the fact and let her go visit another guy friend. You know, that just seems odd. Why would you let Tierra go out at night to meet a guy by herself? Mama Danielle says, she says this about 10 minutes into the episode, which I was actually thinking, but I thought I was being a little crazy, so I didn't write it down. And she was like, okay, wait, so your girlfriend said she was going to meet a man, a person of the opposite sex, for an hour. Now, you know, it wasn't like her gay best friend that she did show choir with. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? It's just another man. I'm going to go meet this guy, Travis, BRB, and you didn't question that? Yeah. Because again, it wasn't like if I were to say I'm going to meet Joey. It was like if I, you know, said I'm going to go meet Rumpelstiltskin, you wouldn't be like, I don't know that name. You know what I mean? So I thought that. Like if it's a name you don't recognize and it's a member of the opposite sex, I'm sorry. I, I thought that was a little weird. Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. Oh, fun. I love that game. That and Yahtzee are my two favorites. Well, since everyone says we're too much alike, yeah. I'm going to say that what if he was like, look, we've only been dating. They'd only been dating for like two months, maybe three. And maybe he was like, you know what? I'm not going to push too hard. I trust her. Yeah. And maybe he was like, it's none of my business. Right. I mean, he could have been like, oh, is that someone you work with? Is that someone you met at the Piggly Wiggly? Sure. At some point, your curiosity may be not even your jealousy. I ask you questions all the time. I'll be like, who are you texting? Yeah, I hate like, it. Like, it's just, what? I hate it. But I... Oh, baby. I asked Y'all, let you. me tell you something. Ella, I bought these chairs from Facebook Marketplace, <laughs> and I was like, look at them. She's like, oh, those are great. How much did you pay for them? I'm like, 
Why did you ask? I am nosy. But you do ask. You do always ask for all the details. I do. But I don't. It doesn't really bother That's me. I just accept it. I do that. Like you'll just that be texting, nosy. and I'll be like, "Who are you texting?" <laughs> like, why am I asking you that? You're a grown ass man. You can text whoever you want. If it bothered me, I would tell you. But it doesn't bother me. Yeah, you just nosy. It's just, yeah. I guess I am just inherently nosy. Yeah. I also think that you're somebody who likes to keep conversation going, so it's just like another part of the conversation. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm playing devil's advocate for you. Yeah, my my therapist will hear about this. <laughs> but Mama Danielle was like, that wasn't weird? That yeah. that was a dude you hadn't heard about? Grandma Vanessa said the same thing. She was like, who lets somebody go off with the man? I, again, like, I'm sort of like... I- Personally, I would ask questions, Yeah, but I wouldn't want, if it was a new relationship, I wouldn't want to come off. And we don't know what conversations they had before that. Right. And I understand there's a distinct difference between not trusting somebody and just genuinely being curious. Yeah. I don't know. I've I've trusted people before and it's never really worked out for me. So um, <laughs> sorry y'all are bearing the brunt of that. I mean, you know, listen, here's the thing. You can't be disappointed if you don't trust anyone. So I'm uh, broken. Hoping to unravel the mystery of who Travis is. Now, right now, I feel like I just got into a time machine because that was me circa 2014 when I was really trying to put my big girl panties on and get a divorce, trying to unravel the mystery of who Travis is. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Danielle logs on to Tierra's recently deactivated Facebook page. At that point, I I went into mom investigation mode. I'm brainstorming. I'm like, okay, what is her login? And... And it comes to me, and uh, and it works. I, I log in. But Mama Danielle went to DBU, and she majored in cyber investigation with a minor in the fuck you say? This shit it isn't adding up. Let me log on to your Facebook page right now. <laughs> Which was deactivated. Yeah, and she was like, <laughs> let me get back on in here. She's like, beep, pop, 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 pop. Yeah, so she starts searching, and she's looking for Travis. But a lot of the friends had, like, nicknames as their username right. or just full-on aliases. But no Travis came up. Yes. And so then she goes to our worst nightmare, yep. the inbox. Listen, and she looks through her DMs. Now, if Adam Levine has taught us anything the past <laughs> week, ah. number one, you don't have to have a monicum of talent to be a pseudo kind of rock star. Yep. And number two, I say this all the time, don't put anything in writing that you don't want read in court. <laughs> I did discover that she was back in communications with an ex. They had been communicating back and forth you know, throughout the week, and that he had been by the seer a couple of times. Danielle wonders if Tierra was using the name Travis as an alias for her ex-boyfriend. Did she invent a fake name to avoid upsetting Aaron? Mama Danielle realizes in her deep DM investigation, she sees that... Tierra has been in communication with an ex, actually kind of like all week long. Yeah, and he had even come by a couple times to see her. Yeah. So she's like, is Travis a code name for her ex? So Mama Danielle calls the Greensboro Police Department, and they come to the apartment complex, and she tells them everything. And she's also like, my child would never leave without telling the family where she's going. Yeah, so this is where we meet Detective Farrer. And I love her. Yeah, she's very cool. But my first question is, is that an air fryer behind you? Because <laughs> when I tell you I paused this here documentary, and I was like, did they put an air fryer on set? Was it? I don't know. It, 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 I was confused. Also starving, apparently, because I was making it be an air fryer. <laughs> I was like, Do I need to get an air fryer? That is absolutely the dumbest thing you've ever said on this podcast. Wow. You ab- It is a game changer. That would change your life. Okay. Air fr- I mean, oh, give it up for the air fryer. <laughs> I love when you get so passionate about something and you're finding the words. You go, I, I know. I, know. <laughs> I mean... It's not like a fucking gremlin. <laughs> so <laughs> Danielle tells police that Tierra had no history of leaving home without telling anyone. And there were no problems within the family that she would be running away from. She's a teenager, you know, and this is the age where technology is extremely important. So for her to not be in contact with anyone, uh, her family, her mom, her grandma, her brother, her grandfather, was extremely unusual. So, you know, the cops are like, are there any problems within the family? Are there reasons that she might want to run away? And they're like, absolutely fucking not. And we meet Deputy Chief Mike Ritchie. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, look, if she signed up for classes, came home super excited about it, these these are not the actions of someone who would 
who was planning on running away. I was getting Dion Hastings vibes. Oh. Yeah, I know. That's exactly what everyone was saying. She was so excited. Remember, it was her first day of cosmetology yeah. school. Yeah. So they go around the apartment complex and they ask around. No one had seen her. So then Monday, January 11th, the police assigned the case to the Crimes Against Persons Squad. Never heard of that. I mean, I'm sure they do lovely work, but is that an excessively wordy title? Like, did they workshop that title? Like, did did missing persons department need a rework? I think that they did that so they could do the abbreviation, which would be CAPS. And they're like, oh, send it over to CAPS. I know. I just feel like they're like, everyone gather around. We need a little meeting. <laughs> and someone's like, could this be an email? They're like, absolutely. It cannot. <laughs> uh, like, real quick, we need to rename the missing persons department. Yeah. We'd like it to have an abbreviation. Yes. You know, and something that really is spot on with what we do. Yes. We need, we got a little extra room on our t-shirts. Yes. So uh, can anyone think of a better name <laughs> for the missing persons department? They're like missing, yeah, something wordier. Persons who are missing because of crime. Um, no, sir. Too, too, too wordy. wordy. Too wordy. Crimes against persons department. Yeah, we want it to be a little cooler sounding. Yeah. What about squad? Yes. <laughs> Squad. They're like, this is the South. No one will question it. Yes. So that way we can also be like, where are my squad? Where's the squad at? I just found it so, it was very, I'm sure they're fantastic. Crimes Against Persons Squad caps. Yeah. Ca- I didn't caps. think of, that's great. That's honestly great. On Monday, January 11th, three days after Tierra went missing, the case is assigned to the police department's Crimes Against Persons Squad. Detectives begin by speaking with Danielle who tells them that she suspects the name Travis is an alias Tierra used for her ex-boyfriend. She also provides evidence that the two had privately been communicating on Facebook. So they start their investigation by speaking with Mama Danielle, and she's like, look. Number one, I'm as good of a cook as Grandma Vanessa. (laughs) Don't you let that woman tell you otherwise. Well, she immediately is like, Travis. Yeah. Look into Travis, or who is her ex? Listen, Mama Danielle wasted no time. She's like, let me tell you, there's somebody named Travis, and that's who we need to find. And she's like, but don't go looking in her Facebook, because there's no one named Travis there. Well, she shows them all the Facebook messages, and they won't give the name of the ex-boyfriend because it's an open investigation. So we're just going to call on the ex. Yeah, and then Mama Danielle says something that, again, I wish she would have really driven home to me in the early aughts, and that is... What drew Tierra to this guy was that he had a car, he had a bad boy demeanor, you know? A lot of times to young girls, that's attractive to them, you know? Until they realize that the bad boy is just um, not all that he's cracked up to be. Yeah, I, yeah, Mama Danielle is absolutely correct. But that was the ex that she really, you know, the back and forth was really, really not good for Tierra. Well, you know, and that's the other thing. We've all had an ex that we keep coming back for, mm-hmm. you know, for more. Uh, I mean, my ex, mm-hmm. you know what's so funny is I was thinking about the other day is, is that when we started Kinky Boots in August of two rehearsals, in August of 2012, I had been thinking a lot about my ex-boyfriend and I had a conversation with you about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, kind of sad about it. And you were like, was he your first love? And I said, yes. And you were like, it's always that way with your first love. But trust me, don't do it. It's hard. I remember that conversation. It's hard. It is hard. And they're going back. Oh, uh, so they see. Mm-hmm. For another that podcast. That story went nowhere. Sorry. <laughs> So they start looking for the ex-boyfriend. And so they get Tierra's cell phone records. <laughs> then Mike Ritchie decides to tell us how important cell phone records are. I was like, yeah, Thank sir, you, sir. We've all Appreciate listened to Serial. Thank I've you. I've been living on planet Earth for 42 yeah. years now. Also something that Mama Danielle says is like, when I looked back at the messages on Facebook, it was always the ex reaching out to her, mm-hmm. not her reaching out to him. And she says, look, my daughter had a hard time of letting people go. She held on to past relationships, friends, lovers, you know, people who seasoned had passed. But she had a hard time letting go. I understand that. I had a hard time till I didn't. Yeah. (laughs) I could cut you off quicker than you could say so long. Yeah. Quicker than you can say Pilgrim's Progress dress. Oh, (laughs) a Pilgrim dress. No, my ability to cut someone out when I'm really done is actually scary even to me. Yeah. Because one day I could, you know, love you and the next day I I don't care. Well, in in our defense, because I'm the same way, it's, it's got to be, you know, things that you cannot return from. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the days that follow, detectives track down Tierra's ex-boyfriend and bring him in for questioning. Once we were able to make contact with the individual, he 
initially stated that he had not been in contact with Tierra. So right off the bat, once they do find the ex-boyfriend and sit him down, boom, he lies. Yep. There is no better power move than knowing when someone is lying, but you have the evidence that they're lying. I just love to let people talk and finish their sentences and be like, uh-huh. So, <laughs> yeah. so this guy's like, yeah, oh my gosh, that's so sad. We haven't been in touch. And they were like, really? Okay, interesting. Here's your Facebook exchanges with her. He's like, oh, okay, right, right, right. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for jogging my memory. Uh, that does change everything. Um, why would you lie? Why would you lie? Unless you were absolutely terrified. Why would you lie? Also, the cops knew that her phone had pinged in the vicinity of the Stony Brook apartment complex where she lived at 8.30 p.m. Yeah. So then ex-boyfriend was like, cool, um, okay, let's, uh, let's get on the straight and narrow. Yes, I was in contact with her the night she disappeared. And I saw her the night she disappeared. Yeah, that's a huge red flag. Yeah. And through the timeline that they set up, it actually turns out he was definitely the last person to see her. Yeah, so indeed the two had been texting that evening and the ex did go to her apartment complex where he says they only talked for 20 to 30 minutes before she got out of his vehicle and walked back to her apartment. And he's like, I have no idea what happened after that. This is the thing. I was just talking to my friend about this. Once you lie, I am going to assume 98% of what else you say comes out of your mouth is a lie. Even if it's benign. Like, even if you say, like, you know, I had meatloaf for dinner, I'm going to be like, I don't think you did. I don't know why. Once you prove yourself to be a liar, you're just always going to be a liar to me. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I Listen, there are cases where people fuck up and do such, yeah. you know, there are situations where you're like, all right, I'll forgive that. But, like, something like this? Yeah. Come on. So, you know, to confirm his story, the ex does give investigators his phone to go through. They see his text with Tierra. They had been messaging until about 8.30 when they met up, which lines up with what boyfriend Aaron and Tierra's brother Cannon told police. However, they can't access any location data that could be stored on his phone. Yeah. They do check his car for any DNA, specifically, you know, blood and nothing came up. And they look at the cameras in the apartment complex. Oh, no, there weren't any. There weren't any. Yeah. The Jennifer Kessie of it all. Yeah, I know. Everybody should have cameras. That should be a new, like, housewarming gift. A new wedding gift, a new gift, anything that you give people. We should just make that more commonplace than flowers. Just start sending fucking security surveillance equipment to people. I support that. Also, there was no signs of a struggle Mm -hmm. in his car as well. So now they're like, okay, let's look for clues close to the apartment complex. We'll do a deep dive, search around the complex. The family also helps with the search. They check woods, creeks, they hand out flyers, knock on doors. And, oh, God, Mama Danielle said something that, like, really broke my heart. She was like, I wanted to help with the search, but, like, I was praying, dear God, please don't let me find my my daughter's remains. Please don't let me find that. But sadly, nothing comes of the search. Nothing. Yeah. With their investigation thus far coming up empty, detectives dig further into Tierra's life and discover another guy she had dated a young man named Trey. Trey was a guy that Tierra found uh, attractive, but Tierra was just too demanding, wanted too much more. He was older, he was going in a different direction. Even after the breakup, Tierra was still crazy about Trey. So then they start to dig further into Tierra's life, and they find another ex named Trey, who she was really, really head over heels yeah. with. He seemed to be it. He was older. He seemed to really be that one. We all have that one. Trey comes in and says he hasn't been in contact with her for a really long time. And Mama Danielle, who don't forget, majored in don't mess with my fucking baby and minored with I will come and find you, reached (laughs) out straight to him. And she was like, actually, he was very sad and sympathetic and wanted to help him whatever way he could. I was like, oh, twist. Okay. Yeah, she was like, he was genuine in in his concern for her well-being. So a week goes by. There's no signs of Tierra. Police put out a press release, a Crime Stoppers flyer, and then the local news picks up the story, and Mama Danielle starts a Facebook page and a hotline. 
family started a hotline. Yeah, this that they family, monitored. This family is full of down bitches that graduated from DBU with oh, honors. Honey. Every single one. They were so proactive. Very I mean, proactive. a lot of families are, but they're like, well, what can we do? Well, a hotline? And Grandpa Daryl was like, I'll monitor it. He's yeah. like, I got nothing to do but find my baby. Yep. You know? Yeah. And so 10 days into the investigation, they get a tip from a sanitation worker who is in Hightown. Hightown is like 17 miles from Greensboro. And he says, I saw a young woman walking down the street in a dark jacket. She seemed disoriented. And then another witness gave the same description of a young woman walking down Textile Drive in Greensboro. So Grandpa Daryl's thinking, like, these two sightings could be related. Yeah. I, I wonder if someone is drugging her, keeping her hostage. Maybe this is a trafficking case. Yeah. They do continue to get a lot of tips. They get a tip that there was a body located across from the apartment complex. So they went there with cadaver dogs. That led to nothing. Listen, you have to check everything. Everything. Absolutely. And this family did their absolute due diligence at every turn. So we're a month out from the last sighting of Tierra, which is February 8th. And then they did an even bigger grid search of the woods. And it was starting to get cold, so much so that all the water, like, you know, the streams were all frozen over. And they didn't find anything. And at this point, the family is just sad. They are exhausted. The emotional toll. You can't possibly get a good night's sleep. I mean, ever. You know, and this whole family is involved. You know, Grandma Vanessa, Grandpa Daryl, everybody has putting 100% effort into this. Absolutely. And you start thinking about what could I have done? What should I have done? The regrets. You know what I mean? Because all you got is time to think about it. And one of the policemen talked about being a father and the empathy he felt for Mama Danielle. I really will say that the police seem to take this case very seriously. We're extremely committed to Tierra and her family to get them answers. On February 20th, six weeks after Tierra disappeared, there is stunning news. This is so heartbreaking. I looked into this a little bit. Tell them what happened. Well, Tierra's ex, Trey. The one that was like really sweet. And Mama Danielle was, was like, like, I he believe was, him. Yeah, he was really sad. Well, he was sadly found shot dead near his apartment complex. And immediately the family and, and the investigators are wondering if, if there's a connection between the two crimes. Turns out that Trey was murdered by his roommate. Yeah. A man named Lemuel Lee Harris Jr., who was charged and convicted of second-degree murder. That man was 24 years old who shot and killed Trey. So, I mean, really tragic. And Mama Danielle actually said something. She said, you know, Tierra loved him so much. She was like, there was a part of me that actually was almost, not happy, but thankful that she wasn't there to hear this news. You know, she's like, because that would have, you know, she was just like, ugh. She was looking, I'm sure she was just looking for tiny little, like, you know, silver linings everywhere. But that man was convicted, thank fucking God. And it was really, really sad. There was other people involved. It was a big, big altercation. And I looked up pictures of Trey and he just a sweet, sweet soul. I mean, like you can see why TR really loved him. And unfortunately, there just was no link. But yeah. like that is, how could you not think that there would be one? That is tragic. It that, is. That seems too tragic to be a fluke. It is wild. Yeah. So then in April, three months after Tierra vanished, Mama Danielle gets a message on Facebook from a server at a Waffle House in Jessup, Georgia. That is 400 miles from Greensboro. Yeah. She felt pretty confident that she was seeing Tierra several nights a week. She indicated that the girl comes in with a group, that this particular girl does not really seem a part of the group, never makes eye contact with anyone, never speaks to anyone, and that she looks remarkably like my daughter. Have you ever been to a Waffle House? I don't think so. Yeah. It's not, it's not the, it's not, it's not the best place. No, I've seen a lot of TikToks with people getting in huge fights. In Waffle Houses? Oh yeah, I mean like workers behind like throwing shit. Oh yeah. I think I told the story about the one time I went to a Waffle House and like the cooks went on strike. And the, and the like, waitress, did I tell this story? And the waitresses had to, like, cook and serve the tables. It was chaos. Who gets paid enough for that? Somebody was like, I got I got to pay my light bill. Yeah, and people and people have to eat. They need their grits. They serve grits. Do you like grits? I do, but I only like grits with cheese in it. Anyway, all to say, this server from the Waffle House 
who makes great grits, I've heard, thought she saw a young woman. She explained that a couple nights a week, this group comes in and there's this one girl who doesn't really engage and kind of doesn't really speak, doesn't really make eye contact. Yeah. I was like, well, that is concerning, but also like good on you, server at the Waffle House. Look Absolutely. at you noticing all this shit. And she's like, it looks a lot like yeah. Tierra. Right away. Tierra's grandfather, Daryl, jumps in the car to make the six-hour drive to Jessup. So I was willing to go wherever it took to go find her. There was no boundaries. Wherever they take her, that's where I was going to go. Down bitch grandpa Daryl wastes no time. Yeah. He graduated from DB University with a minor in, I got plenty of gas money. Yeah. And, and he, he drives. And to the Waffle House. <laughs> Six hours. Yeah. He was like, let's... Fucking go. You know what, Grandpa Daryl? Same. Yeah. I would do the this same. family. He was like, I have nothing to do but find my granddaughter. I love this man. Me too. Grandpa Daryl, if you're in the drama club at the five, send me a shout. I feel you need a sticker. Yeah. You are amazing. I love you. Well, he gets to the Waffle House. He speaks with the server. And Grandpa Daryl decides to, like, camp out in the parking yeah. lot for a few He's days. Yeah, like, I'll wait. Yeah. Waiting to see if this young woman is Tierra. But sadly... There's no sign of her. Yeah. And they were like, that's weird. Like, they actually don't even see the group anymore, really. So the employee was like, I mean, she must be staying somewhere in the area. So <laughs> down bitch Grandpa Daryl was like, I have the time. I also have the points to check into any motel in the area. And he checks every motel in the area. Goes in, questions them, showed them pictures of Tierra, showed them the missing flyer. I mean, I love this man. And finally, he gets lucky. There was a manager at the motel. I showed her the information, a flyer of a missing girl that I was looking for. She said that she had known that there was a man standing there. They said that he was a pimp. He had several girls working for him. And one of the girls appears to be Tierra. So the manager of the motel tells Grandpa Daryl, I know for sure there is a pimp. Now, if you all have a better word for that, we don't know. We're actually trying to figure out, is that a derogatory term? I have no idea. We we just looked it up. Yeah. So let us know. But this man is staying here and he has women with him. And so Grandpa Daryl's like, good. That's all I needed to hear. Calls the cop. The cops show up and they're. Yeah. So they go to the room and there were indeed sex workers and, you know, a pimp, if we're allowed to use that word. And it wasn't Tierra. It wasn't. They really, really thought it was like the family meaning the family had their hopes up. You know, how can you not? You have to turn over every stone. So much so that Grandpa Daryl was, he just felt in his bones that she was there in that area. He went around and was like, all right, if you do know where my granddaughter is, I will give you $10,000 cash right now. What I told the people on the street was I'm willing to pay $10,000 for the information right now. So if they wanted $10,000 that day, they could either give me Tierra that day. Simple as that. Grandpa Daryl was not messing around. He's like, money is no... uh, He was ready to hand over cash to anyone. What does money mean? It's nothing. Not not when it comes to his granddaughter or someone he loves. He was like, you want to make $10,000? Give me my granddaughter and you can have it. Exactly. And the family really just for some reason thought that that was it. They really had their hopes set on her being there. So they were absolutely devastated. And over the next few weeks, tips keep coming in from like South Carolina, Georgia, Mm -hmm. even California. And some of these reports had investigators considering that perhaps she was trafficked. Mm -hmm. You know, the sightings they got or also people were like reporting that they saw ads for escort services with her face in it. All of them were investigated. And Grandpa Daryl, he would investigate the tips himself. Yeah. He traveled all over. I love that. We all need a grandpa. I have never had a Grandpa Daryl in my life like that. You would probably age into a Grandpa Daryl. I feel feel like you would. Yeah. Also, Lieutenant Ferrer was like, I appreciated Grandpa Daryl doing this because he could get information from people that I couldn't as a cop. You know, so like he was going into motels, nightclubs, strip clubs, and he would just talk to anybody. Yeah. That's it. That's a DB. By May 2016, water is now flowing through the once frozen culverts surrounding the Stony Brook apartment complex. With the arrival of spring, we we did have a new hope that we would be able to find some piece of evidence that would lead us to Tierra. 
So May 2016, it's gotten a little warmer. So they were like, okay, we could do another grid search, you know. So they also take some time to circle back to Aaron, her boyfriend, when she went missing. Well, at the request of the family. Right. And they had only been dating a couple months. And Mama Danielle was like, you know, I don't think Tierra was really into it. You know, also he was like your neighbor, uh, you know, (laughs) shitting where you eat. In a twist, Aaron is here. 36 minutes into the episode. I was like, he he had nothing to say before this? I was like, oh. It was wild. But also Mama Danielle was like, she told me she was like, she felt bad. She didn't know how to get out of it. She didn't want to hurt his feelings. She felt more of like a friend vibe yes. with him, which is understandable because let me tell you, this man is very, very sweet. And he says a very emotionally mature thing to me. He says he felt um, immediately, he felt really betrayed by the family. You know, how could you question me? How could you think it was me? But then he kind of had to sit back and realize this family's just trying to find their daughter. Yeah. And that they have to exhaust every option. But you could see this man was destroyed. Oh, yeah. He was like, if it were me, I would do the same thing. Yeah. He and was he, immediately, he was, I would do this. I would be the same. Like, how could you think it was me? Absolutely. And then once you kind of get over yourself and your own, you know, defensiveness. Yeah. You're like, this ain't about me. Yeah. He was well, very sweet. Yeah. And he talks about how depressed he was after Tierra vanished. And he had a lot of regret for not asking more questions the yeah. night she left. Right. He acknowledges he should have asked more questions about Travis. He says, I wish I would have asked who she was going with. That's one thing I regret every day. I would trade anything to go back and do that day over again. I mean, the coulda, shoulda, wouldas must be debilitating in a situation like that. Also, let's talk about this. You know, I mean, if you think about what if he did when he left, because he left shortly after she left. Mm-hmm. If he saw her sitting in a car talking to a guy yeah. and he knew who her ex was and went next door and were playing video games and then waited for her to exit that car, there's a possibility that... What I'm saying, I don't have proof of that, but I'm saying I understand why they felt like he's got to be investigated. Yeah. Because if he was angry about it, what if something happened? Yeah. But there's no cameras anywhere. I know. Everybody get on Amazon right now. Order someone you know a camera. Yes. Just get them out. It, it is so heartbreaking. And then we see, you know, shows like See No Evil where they catch glimpses and they are able to just find catch a glimpse. And it's like, Oh, sometimes it works out and oh, it just it bre- it breaks my heart. There's yeah. just no sign of her anywhere. Yeah. And Mama Danielle also talks about the feelings that she has of guilt and remorse. She's like, I regret that I didn't know more and I didn't ask more and she's that I wasn't able to protect my daughter. And it's like, Mama Danielle, don't feel guilty. How could yeah. you know? She's 19. Yeah. She's going to have maybe a boyfriend you don't know. That's just that's the nature of being young. Yeah. Is being secretive to everyone. Yeah. But you know, Mama Danielle just, she felt so much guilt and I wanted to reach through the screen and give her a hug. Yeah. In June 2016, six months after Tierra Williams mysteriously vanished from her apartment complex, a relative spots a young woman she thinks is Tierra entering the DMV in Greensboro, North Carolina. When you get a tip from somebody that you feel like in their heart just really, really truly believes that it's her, it sets you up a little more, okay, okay, this is actually a a viable lead. So then on June 13th, a relative reaches out to Mama Danielle and she says, I think I saw Tierra at the DMV in Greensboro. Right, this confused me. And then Mama Danielle, of course, sharp as anything, was like, oh, my God, she's there creating a new identity. I was like, oh, my God, your brain is amazing. I never would have thought of that. I was just confused that it was a family member that didn't recognize her. Well, she said it looked a lot like her. But yeah. when she called out Tierra, the woman turned around and said, I'm not Tierra, but please pray for me. So the family was thinking... What if she's brainwashed? Yeah. You know, it's a lot of... It wasn't her. No. It was not her. They looked at at the security cameras. It feels like this is a case that had so many false leads. It felt like there were so many. And like the realization of this one, maybe this one, maybe this one, and then just not having an ending. Yeah. Also, we should say, Mama Danielle is very clear on her feelings on the ex. And she's like, Tiara's ex knows more. And he forever will be number one suspect in my eyes. And to be honest, same. Same. Yeah, but this is still an open case. She was has not been seen since 2016. 
And if anyone has any information, they are urged to contact the Greenboro Police Department in North Carolina at 1-336-373-2222. That last tip at the DMV was sort of the last little, you know, sway of any kind of information they had leading to her so and that reward is still open yeah grandpa daryl still has that ten thousand dollar reward you know in hope for tiara's safe return um i'm sure they miss her terribly and they just want answers just like the any way that any family does say something funny well adam levine made it to the podcast this week (laughs) thought i've never liked that guy i feel like you could get hepsy just by looking at him (laughs) Minimum. Let like, me tell you, I, I don't give more than ever. I don't give two shits about Adam Levine. Well, you're welcome, Adam Levine. You made it to our podcast. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. Oh boy, where is I'm she? I'm really sad. Like, I, I mean, it's just crazy that there is nothing. There's nothing. I know. I want to squeeze Grandpa Daryl. I love this whole family, but Grandpa Daryl. Grandpa Daryl needs to come work on this podcast. Honey. I feel like you can help us out, sir. That man is no joke. I know. Thank you so much for joining us, Down Bitches, for letting us bring you these stories week after week. It truly is our joy. And please follow us on social media. Please join our Facebook group, which is the... Obsessed with Disappeared Facebook Discussion Group. You are so cute. <laughs> You're so cute when you get things right. We also love interacting with you on Instagram. We're at the disappeared pod we're also there on twitter you can find joey at it's joey taranto and you can find me at ellen marie marsh don't forget to follow us on social media tiktok tiktok (laughs) (laughs) we're at the obsessed with disappeared on tiktok and we're trying to make all kinds of content for you to help you forget what an on fire garbage can the world is (laughs) that's just our goal and by the time you listen to this we will have been back from obsessed fest we can't wait to report back on all our fun we had so much fun it's gonna be amazing we love you down bitches for keeping this community so supportive and so loving at all times i love the shit out of all y'all i love you joey i love you too yellow marie marsh love you love you guys bye Yeah, and and also, I don't know if we said this, but Aaron didn't really question her about who Travis was. Yeah, I I said, yeah, I said put a pin in that. Oh, yeah, we'll go. No, no, no. The pin has been placed. Yeah. (laughs) So they start their. I don't know why. Send that that file over to Caps. What's that that abbreviation for again? (laughs) I can't remember. I thought of it. (laughs) Let's have another meeting. (laughs) Looking up an email. No! I really like meetings. <laughs> I really like meetings. Meetings? Why would I, I be worried about meetings? What Jesus. is wrong? We share a brain. Uh, what is a grit? It's a grit. What is it? It's it's cornmeal? I don't know. I The only thing I know about grits is from my cousin Vinny, and I know it had something to do with freeing Ralph Macchio. You're supposed to kiss them. Kiss my grits! Okay, okay. yeah. Do people like grits? Grits I, are a porridge made from boiled cornmeal. Oh, I was right! You I were right! That. Yeah, I learned that oh, on my cousin, oh. uh, cousin Vinny. <laughs>